Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. Nine years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-host Miles Bauer. Miles, it's the Mike and Miles show today. Ludwig has the uh, the esteemed honor of taking his son to the social engineering school of some university somewhere for social engineering. Evidently, he needs to be re-educated. So that's a pricey adventure, too. Right? <laughs> Anyhow, DeSantis sends two planes of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, directions to Obama's residence. Um, and then two buses outside Vice President Kamala Harris's Naval Observatory residence in D.C. What do you say about that practice that DeSantis is doing with the uh, the illegal aliens? I think it's great. I mean, you know, if all these places are sanctuary cities, like where I'm at right now, sure, you're in a sanctuary. What city. our our mayor did, she shipped she, them out to the. Decided not to take them in and bus them out to the suburbs. Yeah, and by the way, I think that's racist. Um, I know. <laughs> I just do. So they say we want the men. By the way, folks, keep in mind here that Obama and Biden both, both of those two administrations, spent a significant amount of money in Central and South America advertising both in print and on the air to invite those folks here. But when they mean here, they didn't mean here. They meant they're in Texas and Arizona and California. Just stay there. We want you across the border. We want your vote, but we don't actually want you as our next-door neighbor. That's how I'm translating it. If I'm all wet, you got to tell me, but that, that's what I believe is what we're watching. No, and you know, you know what is fun? Uh, I was reading today El, El Paso, you know, a city down in Texas, yep. is very blue. Right. And now they are loading up buses and sending them to New York City. So now even Democrats are are busing immigrants off to Democrat states. Listen, there's there's got to be a number. Truly, truly, that's that's too many. And and I don't mean any racial in fact history tells us that. Most of the founding fathers came to an agreement that said, in fact Thomas Jefferson wrote extensively on it that he very much believed in immigration, so do I, by the way, but he wanted, he felt that they should come in waves. So you bring in a, a, whatever the number is, and you have those folks settle. He wrote extensively about not having them settle in finite, little, small, closed communities, but to have them become part of the American uh, culture. Uh, wrote extensively about it, so it's not Mike Hewitt's opinion. It's Thomas Jefferson's and a lot of our founders by the way, it was based on classical uh, history, and it was it was good thinking, and it mostly worked. But what we're doing right now is saying, we need you, but we don't need you next door to us. And that is absolutely a terrible thing for us to do. As we've talked about in the past, Miles Bauer, some of the folks that they've, in, that they've invited up here and even sponsored the financial trips uh, have been pushed into prostitution, pushed into slavery, pushed into 
all kinds of things. And the best case scenario for them is that they'll spend a number of years as a sub-citizen. And I will, wow, I thought we fought a war to end that kind of thinking. That's how I view it. Right. I know. Uh, very, very frustrating. I feel bad for the folks getting bust all over the place, by the way. And, and, I, and I get pushed back on our side of the divide when I say that. But I've been very earnest in this. If, if Mike Hewitt had his four little girls and we were down in one of those destitute countries, there's not a tall enough wall to keep me from getting my daughters here. There just isn't. On the other hand, I would desperately want to do it legally. We've got a broken, a devastatingly broken immigration process. It's not tenable for the, the average person, by the way, from here or there, is overwhelmed with the expense and the, and the litigious process. I, I, we, need to, we need to pause and think. But once they've invited them here, um, man, I'm, we're just on the wrong path. I've got to tell you, Miles, I think both sides of the divide are on the wrong path on this topic. Right. I do. But you know what? I mean, keep keep in mind, though, those those people getting on the, those buses, they're not forced to do that against their will. I agree. Heck, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a very true statement. Nobody's at gunpoint. Those are not the trains in Germany, um, but to, to your point specifically. Um, and on the other hand, listen, if someone told me I was going to go from a third world country to suddenly living at Martha's Vineyard, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Right. <laughs> saying all of the multi 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 millionaires that think these folks should come to the united states but again not right next door to them i'm sure any man but i think there'll come a, a there'll, there'll be a uh, there'll be a price for all of us both sides and those folks to pay because we're not doing this properly and we're not doing it legitimately the, the lack of legitimacy causes me great consternation Listen, changing topics, I'm looking at a poll. Um, this is what I found on American Wire News. Can't tell you who the poll is by. Neither of us are big pollsters anyways. But right. the TIPP poll, by a two-to-one margin, voters call Biden mega remarks a divisive. And I, I say, yes, divisive. I mean, I've got a, a, a meme on the show's Facebook page that has red herring the words red herring above Joe Biden with that speech. Because when I dig into what's going wrong in the United States under his watch, he's got to go out and give those those outrageous speeches to get people to talk about them rather than gas pricing. They're all clapping like penguins because now it's not quite double what it was when he took over. Um, a college education, speaking of poor Ludwig, the, 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 the tuitions are untenable for the average middle-class person, upper or lower, I don't care which. And I put that at Obama's door when he federalized student loans, tuition that had been climbing at several times the rate of inflation went crazy when he federalized student loans. It's a train wreck, and he doesn't want you, Obama or not, Biden or whoever is actually the president, they don't want you looking at the reality of what's going on. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I, I certainly agree with your uh, take that the Death Star speech was a um, distraction from the reality that we face at the gas pump and the grocery store. But 
I think there's there's something else to it because I've been reading articles where Democrats were were uh, thankful for that speech. I I believe that there's an element of them that like the idea that he pushed back, um, and that's that's how he views it. But listen, it's not, and I've mentioned this in the past, so bear with me, folks. But it's no different than here in the great state of Michigan, with our wonderful Governor Whitless. Um, yelling about her her GOP opponent, calling that person um, an extremist because she only only supports a couple exceptions to abortion, and I go, wait a minute. The governor says abortion till birth. I don't think you can get any more extreme than that, I, and I'm not taking a side in that issue right now. Although I have an opinion, I'm just measuring what's extreme. Extreme is at a few exceptions. Or is extreme, no exception, right up to the moment of birth, you could abort. I find that utterly barbaric, unconscionable. A murder, by the way, to use a word, murder. That's what I do. But when I'm hearing the the left now identifying the right as extreme, I got a little list I want to run through. So I'm going to save it for after the break, Miles Bauer. But you got to stew on that for a minute. How in the world does the left with the shenanigans that we've watched unfold, especially in the last two years, how can they even, with any sense of humility, offer that word about their opponents? It's going to be fun. Folks, stay with us, and we will be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, we got a list here. I was talking about it right before break. I'm looking at this thing, and I'm, folks, truly, truly, I'm trying to be intellectually honest about these things. I'm a partisan. Make no, I, I'm really, I'm not like a journalist from the Detroit News where I say I'm an unbiased journalist. I just call balls and strikes, and then I spend every waking second finding a way to defeat Republicans and ignore the travesties of the left. Top House Democrat compares parent protesters of school boards to MAGA January 6 rioters, calls it a coordinated attack. I write, Dems talk about the Republican radicalism while they engage in the most radical politics we've seen since the 1930s. And I mean that literally, if you're an amateur historian like me, bone up on it, because what we've been watching in the last two years has been absolute raw insanity by anybody's honest, intellectually honest measure. Um, so I, I, let me just throw a couple out here, Miles, and then you tell me if, if this sounds radical to you. I've already mentioned abortion till birth, environment, um, environment veiled economic destruction, inviting millions to illegally cross our borders but not to live beside them, money for votes to the point of epic inflation, Riots while calling for the defunct uh, defunding of police. Red state, blue state, COVID responses. If you compare them, folks, and then if you look at the recovery of red states and blue states, you're going to find out who the radical is. It'll only take you 15 minutes. You can even use Google. They can't hide it. <laughs> Storming the Senate chamber. 101 were arrested when they stormed the Senate chamber from a constitutionally mandated hearing for Kavanaugh. But that somehow that's not like January 6th. I beg to say it absolutely is. 
How long, I won't have a minute, did I say scratching at the SCOTUS Supreme Court doors, what, what a site that was? They went on for several years. Most of Trump's administration, the left opined that Hillary really won. They absolutely, diabolically refused to acknowledge her defeat, her leading that pack. And now they're looking at folks on the other side going, you guys still can't get over the 2020, can you? But they only got over the preceding election because they were able to thwart the 2021. I, I just think that everybody needs to take a dose of, of honesty. What do you think, Miles Bauer? The thing that kind of scares me about this is that this administration and their willing accomplices in the media are turning dissent into something that's criminal or anti-American. Right. And when you look back at the founders, the founders thought dissent was very American. And, and you know, history is replete with really bad things occur when the party in power calls the opposition party criminal. Right. That never turns out well. Never does. Listen, in one of those fun factoids, they're currently calling the Republicans the radical Republicans. And the reason I identify that as a fun factoid is that <laughs> Abe Lincoln's Republican Party were known as the radical Republicans. And, and I've been saying all along, I am a classical liberal. I'm profoundly a classical liberal. And what I say when I say that is I, I passionately defend the Bill of Rights. And I also acknowledge when we're looking at the Constitution in total, if there are things there that we think don't fit, the Constitution itself allows for a manner in which it can be changed. It does not allow to ignore, ignore it, thwart it, have Nancy Pelosi rip it up. It, doesn't, it just doesn't allow for those things. Senator, I don't know how to say this lady's name, Senator from Hawaii, I'll leave it at that, blasted for call-to-arms response to an abortion bill. And I'm reading a sub, this is from Fox News, I'm reading a sub-sentence to that, or subtitle to that. Sounds like she's calling for violence. It did sound like she was calling for violence. It flatly did. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. If, if Governor Whitmer in Michigan is really looking for extremism, shouldn't she look to this Democrat senator calling for violence? Shouldn't she look to the other, to the other fellow that was comparing parents that are worried about their children to what he considers to be diabolical rioters while he ignores Democrats trashing the Senate? I, I, Miles, it gets to the point where you go, holy smokes, doesn't, does anybody really want to pause to be honest about these things? Because if we're not, I'm with you. I have fear for this. I find this stuff scary. Well, and the, the, the thing that I wonder is, are they resorting to this because they simply don't have the argument to, to support their view? So the only thing they have left is just to resort to violence? Well, violence, violence and also, uh, also verbal, to, to verbally accost rather than getting into the arena of ideas. Right. So, so Whitmer thinks that Tudor Dixon is an extremist. I stand back and, I, folks, I'm being honest with you. I put my, my intellectual honesty. It doesn't even mean which one I agree with, by the way. But if I just write down on a piece of paper what their positions are, 
There is no question in any honest person's mind that abortion to birth is radical. It, that's an extreme position, especially if you're the baby, by the way. Uh, Navarro to Newsmax. If Trump insider traded, he'd be charged. I write, they make themselves multimillionaires. We're talking about Congress. They make themselves multimillionaires on incomes of 174000 per year. That would tell me... That would tell me that uh, uh, <laughs> they all must do really good in the Dave Ramsey course. <laughs> because how do you get yourself to be a multimillionaire, on, on, with, by the way, without being a crook, to quote a Democrat from the 50s? You know, only, only, <laughs> only, a, only a crook can make himself rich while serving the people. And uh, what, what's your thoughts, Miles? I, I I love your former governor, Granholm, Secretary Grand, of um, Grand, Energy. Yeah, we call her Grand Tax. Okay. If you if you yep. lived in Michigan and had and had younger adult children or your children were young adults, and you did not want them to live in the same state as you, you love her because all the young folks fled Michigan so they could get a job during her reign of terror, and somebody thought she was such a train wreck, they should put her in charge of the Energy Department. Oh my goodness! Partisanship is blinding. I'm I'm sorry, but she's a she's one of those little brown emojis with a smiley face on them that stink. Isn't it fun though that she allegedly has a significant amount of investments in the battery companies for the EVs? Yes. And yet she's out there. Oh, you got to go out and get a car. Right. So is. Isn't that fun how her allegedly her investment portfolio drives her policy? No question about it. And and but, but listen, I've even got on the, the short list for today. I I can't get my head around what's being done both politically uh, and also within corporate America on the topic of EVs. L like we've mentioned in the past, 1%, 1% of the vehicles currently on the road in the United States are electric. Somewhere on the list, uh, Obama is spending, I'm not, I keep saying Obama, I get confused, Biden, $900 million to, uh, to advance electric charging stations for 1% of the vehicles on the road. You got to stand back and go, wait a minute, there's an agenda at play here that that, that the majority of the folks on both sides of the aisle better pause and dial into when they're having brownouts and people that can't get from work because I, I, it's, it's nutty, Miles. Isn't that fun about uh, California tells you to, to um, dial your air uh, conditioner down at certain points of the day and then don't, don't do anything electrical significant over the weekend? But then on the other side of their mouse, they're uh, telling you to buy an electric car. Right. So what, are we just supposed to wash it every day because it doesn't run? I, I got to tell you, I've got I've to bring in a, a list at some point of all of the, the natural resources it takes to build one of those. It's flat shocking. Folks, stay with us. We've got to go to a break, but we'll be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-host Miles Bauer. Let me pause for a minute, ask you for a favor. Send me an email, mike at themikehewittshow.com. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if we're wrong. If you wish we to talk about something, let us know. Uh, by the way, go to visit themikehewittshow.com. You'll find that the show now is carried on Spotify and Apple um, Apple Podcasts, so you can take us with you wherever you go. I would appreciate you doing that, but reach out to us. I, I respond to everybody. I love doing it. All right, so Chucky Schemer, the Senate Majority Leader, Chucky Schemer says Nancy Pelosi is, his words, in trouble, declares Democrats will lose House. I went, no kidding. That's shocking. Uh, Miles, because the media would tell us that the red wave is done, Democrats are on the move, and I was going through show notes from the last couple cycles, and guess what the media told us, including when Trump won. The red wave is done, Democrats are going to, they've got the same rhetoric they just hit. They must have like an F10 key on their computer that just spits out the exact same verbiage every two years. Right. Well, I, but, but, you know, keep in mind, you and I have been squawking, contrary to Lude, <laughs> for uh, quite a few months that we didn't believe in that red wave hype that I, they've yeah. been trying to sell. Well, yeah, I think that they do those things. Both sides, by the way, do those things to try to gin up their base. The Democrats want to demoralize the right wing so that the right will stay home, um, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's, a lot of that is just gamesmanship in my view. But listen, let me let me take us to one of my favorite topics. I'm reading this. Um, make sure I tell you. This is from the Gallup poll is where I got this. Approval of labor unions at highest point since 1965. Uh, so the very first handful of things that come to my mind, keeping in mind, folks, I've lived in Michigan all of my life, worked in Flint for a decade, uh, worked down in the uh, the greater metropolitan Detroit area for a number of years, uh, was in the automotive business directly for most of that time. Um, I So I read this, when I, when I think of, unions in the 60s I was a young I was a young boy and down the street from where my uncle and aunt lived just a two-lane 40 mile an hour kind of road there was one of those bridges that passed over the road it was a hand bridge it was to get students from one side of the road to the other in a safe in a safe manner and the union members back then 1965 I'm just saying there were strikes going on. And so if you were a non-union truck driver, you uh, came at great risk of having bowling balls dropped off that overpass through your windshield. It happened a lot. You can go find it in the archives of news. Um, it was a bit, By the way, where did Jimmy Hoffa go, speaking of unions? <laughs> Pull a gun. <laughs> Just, I read this stuff. So at the time I worked in Flint, I worked for a, a large federally insured credit union that was for the members of one of the General Motors plants. Guy comes in, explains he'd been fired four years before that. What he did is he, I'll tell you, his first name was Pondexter. I tell you that because that name's always stuck out in my mind. I won't tell you the last name. It doesn't matter for the story, but... 
Pondexter came in. He was four years past due on a Corvette loan. I'll never forget it. Walked in one day. Keeping in mind, I was young. I was in my young, young 20s. Comes in. He says, I want to pay this up to date. He had gotten fired four years before that for pulling his gun on his foreman, his supervisor, pulled a gun on him. They fired him. Four years later, the union got him his job back, including a retroactive paycheck, including a guess at what overtime he would have gotten for that four-year period. So this guy had a big wad of cash in his job back because they caught him right. They didn't go through the process correctly, so he got his job back. That's what unionism represents to me, is bowling balls through windshields and people that can get their job back no matter how outrageous they were. So they said 1965. I get the math. Uh, in, <laughs> in the 1950s, 31.5% of the workers were union members. 33% were unions in 1955 specifically. 1960, that had dropped to 28. 1965, that had dropped to 27. Um, and the same in 70. Now, now union participation is 11.6%. So when they say it's as popular as it was in 1965, Miles, I don't know how they come up with their math. I just don't. What do you think? No, there, there's, there's some other agenda behind this than, than reality. Oh, you don't think Gallup has an agenda, do you? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no, no. Listen, we've in, in Michigan was one of a number of states that passed a right to work. So before right to work, if you had a job at a union shop, I'll give you an example. One of my daughters worked for a pharmacy that was union. And so while her and her husband are trying to, to have a baby and having a lot of, lot of tough times with it, she's going through all of that process. While that's taking place, her union dues are going to pro-abortion legislation. Get your head around that for a minute. And if you want the job, you pay the union. Well, right to work stopped that. And it's amazing. You would think, wow, now it's a choice. Maybe more people will join. Guess what? That didn't happen. Folks that were forced to join got off the bandwagon. They say, cut me out. I am done giving you dues for nothing. And I'll take one final stab at this. If, you, if you're familiar with southeastern Michigan, take a run down the I-75. If you're heading south on I-75, I'm going to make a ballpark here around Troy. Off on the left, you're going to see a beautiful, gigantic, monstrous building. I mean huge. Billions of dollars building. Says UAW on it. I'm making a point here. I'm just telling you. It's about money and power. I, I And by the way, I support Michigan's Public Act 312, which allows for firefighters and firemen, uh, police, uh, to to collectively bargain because they're in a circumstance where the city needs them, municipalities need them, but they can't have their incomes blowing in the political breeze as different administrations come and go. But you don't have to work at General Motors, the government manufacturer. You don't have to do that. I'd say if you don't like your job, go get a different job. What say you, Miles Bauer? No, I, I agree. It's like, and the, the fun thing about this I don't know if you've heard, but the state of Illinois is going to go to uh, 
cash-free bail as of uh, January 1st. And so we're now all bracing for a massive in, increase in crime ne next year. What does, what does that mean, cash-free bail? So I break, yeah. a, I break a law, they arrest me, and they release me on my own recognizance. Right. They say, hey, we know you did what terrible was, but we'll see you in 30 days and we'll do a plea bargain and you'll be out on the street. No problems. Right. I don't know how people get their head around that. I really don't. And but but listen, this is where I'm going to get in trouble. One of the greatest arguments over over abortion is Mike. What about the, the the case of rape, folks? I get it. I really do. What we need to do is rehabilitate the rapist and kill the baby. I can't get my head around that thinking. I understand it emotionally from the mother's point of view, or at least as well as a father would ever understand that. But it's some upside-down, backwards thinking, in my view. The same as saying, yeah, we'll see you in three months. Because, you know, this works when we let all the illegal aliens off on their ticket. They always come right back, don't they, Miles Bauer? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's, 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 it's hard not to say, are they trying to tip us over? It's hard not to ask that question. Um, no, no culture, no society... No amount of revenue can support the things that they're that they're doing to us. That's my my view of it, and I'm trying to get my head around it, but I'm I'm not seeing it any other way. Listen, we've got to go to a break, but when we come back, let's talk about the midterms for a minute, folks. We'll be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, this might be in your wheelhouse. U.S. Midterms 2022 tracking Trump's extraordinary endorsement spree. Over the, over the past several months, candidates endorsed by Mr. Trump have pocketed victories across the country, winning 92% of the time. And folks, just so you know, I sourced that through the BBC because, frankly, I wanted to get it away from Fox and CNN at all. But I did find this in other places. But the, but what I just read is from BBC. Miles, you are our resident Trump publican. Did that bring a smile to your face? Oh yeah. I mean, um, contrary to what the media wants to believe, and obviously, um, you know, hearkening back to the Death Star speech that Biden had <laughs> had the other day, wanting to paint, you know, um, evil bad orange man. Yep. And, but, any, and anybody that supports them is also right. evil bad. But, you know, and again, you and I have talked about this over and over and over for years and years. I mean, th this just strikes me as flyover country fights back against the establishment. Right. I, and, I, and I agree with that. And I will tell you this. I've, we've talked about conventions in Michigan, but I've reached out to, to other uh, congressional district chairs for the GOP uh, in other states to say, what are you folks seeing? And I got to tell you, what they're seeing is the same, essentially what I saw. There are some differences because of the personalities and candidates. But in general, grassroots America, I might say on both sides, but I can only address Republicans. They're angry. They've had an absolute enough of five million illegal aliens inside two years. They've had enough of 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 inflation. I was reading show notes, Miles. It was you and I talking about a congressional act uh, 
in uh, December of 2020. And we talked at great length that that was going to cause massive inflation. Right. Inflation. Now, neither one of us are, are like tarot card readers. How do we know that? That they didn't seem to get. I, you know, it, it completely baffles me as to how you can, because, I mean, you know, Joe is clearly old enough, so are you and I, to have lived through the late 1970s, early 1980s. And yet somehow they just turned a blind eye to it, that what their beliefs are trump anything that occurred in history in an attempt to warn us. Right. And, it, and it, it goes back to the age old saying, those who do not learn from history are forced to relive it. Absolutely true. Listen, when I look at Trump, I've not been along the path. I've not been a big fan of his personality. I've been a huge fan of the results of his administration. But I, I, I would be remiss not to look at it in total and say he's been under a, a, micro, a microscope for six years. Folks, you got to think about this for a minute. Six years of relentless multi-state and federal investigation. And what they came up with is documents at his house. When every president that ever sat there took documents home, he always has, he would always have access to them. It gets to the point where it's a, it's such a large nothing burger that everybody can take a bite because it's just nonsense after six years of criminal investigation from a very, very partisan bureaucracy. I, I find that troubling. I, and we've, we've touched on this before, so I apologize. But to me, that's third world nation, banana republic way of running our government. That's what the bureaucracy has become. I have zero respect for the Department of Justice, none. I don't have that low of an opinion of, of the FBI, but I passionately reject the concept of a federal police department, and I recognize them as that. So while I may not dislike all of them, I think that they shouldn't be there in the first place. That's just me. I get that I'm a dinosaur on that. But every founder in America at the time and now would have said, yeah, you're right. Last thing we need is a, a, a federal police department, just like they had in Germany, just like they had in the Soviet Union. That is not American. Well, and the the, the other thing that, that fries me a little bit is that the the elites in Washington will come up with these crazy stories because they they uh, think that we're just kindergartners out, out here. We know nothing about the government. We know nothing about the law. And so they'll just manufacture all of this craziness in the uh, media. It, they do. And listen, I got to correct myself from earlier. I just finally stumbled on the show note. President Biden to announce $900 million in EV charging funding. And I write, that's a bunch of tax dollars to build an infrastructure for 1% of the vehicles on the road. Found that at zerohedge.com. Don't want to change the subject, but I didn't want to leave it the way the way that I left it. Um, I, Miles, I, I, when I look back at most of what they're doing with, with their, their aggression, uh, it's, it's all red herrings. It's them taking our eyes off of what they're actually doing. They're making right. us forget about the cities burning. They're making us forget that Governor Whitless said, I can't buy seeds for my garden because somehow that would hurt the COVID circumstance. They're, they're letting us forget that Biden did everything, including campaign from his basement, and has had COVID twice that we know of. Uh, Governor Whitless has had COVID. You run down the list, 
You look at blue states, red, we're supposed to forget all of that, Miles, and remember that people on the right are bad and people on the left are good. Well, wait a minute, that's just simply mathematically not true. And now when I say mathematically, and you're the, the mathematician in the family, but I go back to the red state and blue state recovery, anybody with an honest hat on, uh, and what got me on this is you with your, with your left coast, lost coast, and then America. That's my interpretation of right. the coasts and flyover. Left coast, lost coast, and America. The folks in America are largely saying, oh, no, stop it. And that's what we're really seeing. And they don't want you to pay attention to that. They want us all yelling and screaming about whatever the senator's name is from Hawaii, et cetera, et cetera. All these nonsensical sidebar issues that really don't have an impact on your life is what we're debating. And I think, no, no, we've got to get our feet on the ground and look at what they're actually doing and say no. Right. That's how I feel it. Hey, by the way, I saw the uh, president went to the Detroit Auto Show the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like when he's there and when he's anywhere in public. They are... <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm sorry, but... Folks, go back and watch that on YouTube. They do not want him to actually have a microphone in his hand. Somebody <laughs> get the microphone away from him. He's getting ready to say something again. <laughs> uh, it's a little... If he wasn't the commander-in-chief, it would be hilarious. Listen, before we run out of time, did you read any of the articles about... Um, in fact, I don't have this on the show notes, I don't think. But about the, the supposed series of assassination attempts against Putin... Um, recently where a bomb went off and damaged his, his uh, limousine. Are you following any of that, Miles? No. Yep, they, they did that. And then at the same time, Zelensky also had a, a bomb scare. Um, so I guess you got both sides of that divide taking shots at leadership. But you've got a number of municipal leaderships in Russia calling for Putin to step down. He's got some real troubles at home. Uh, what made me think of this is Biden doing his red herring routine and Putin kind of stuck in the same jam because the Russian folks are going, wait a minute, you're having our sons and daughters killed for a war you're losing that we shouldn't be fighting in the first place. Sounds like he's got his own little Vietnam going on. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's that's how I'm interpreting it. I I think he's got a problem. I, I see uh, the, pre the, the Chinese president supporting him. But I don't see the Chinese president supporting him militarily or with or with revenue. Why? What do you think? I think that is going to be one of the challenges for Putin. He's invested all in in that war. He can't, even if there was a nice way to land, he's so invested that he has got to um, wage that war. Yeah, but what if he loses? What if it turns into a stalemate? What if he's forced to the negotiation table table? didn't get anything out of it, but surrendered the life of a lot of good Russian men. Seriously, that's a, that's a big deal. That's no different than how my family would feel if, if, if we had our friends in, in uh, being sent off to a losing, wait a minute, we've done that several times, but we call it police actions. Right. Um, well, and look, look what we did in Afghanistan. Same thing. So yeah. now, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I shouldn't even do this, but folks do some Google searching because I see Biden just committed to giving them back a whole boatload of their money that's been held up. But I say, I say, okay, but it's their money. I get that part. 
but we left them a treasure trove. Why don't we call that a, uh, a funding of the gifts we left them? I believe that stuff. We left billions of dollars in, in uh, vehicles and armament and ammunition, and, and now we're going to give them their dough back as if, was it gift on purpose? I don't know. Listen, folks, we're down to seconds. Please send me that email, mike at the mikehewittshow.com, and thank you very, very much for joining us. See you next week.